There it is. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? I hope you are ready for tonight. It's going to be good. You seem pretty far away, but I won't waste time in asking you to come close. I might just keep walking out here, okay? So, if I could have 20 minutes on the clock, please. I want to respect you guys and keep the time. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, hey. Come on, come on. That extra five is all good stuff. All right, so last week we finished our series. What was it called? Boom. The youth will win. All about how you guys are called right now to a life with Jesus. How Jesus actually chose his disciples and they were most likely teenagers. That's every single one of you is, is worthy of being called by Jesus, okay? You've got a purpose to your life. And this week... As voted by from the population of our Crossgate Youth Instagram, we're doing the series, Weird Flex, but okay. Which is a phrase that I've never said, and I'm sure you cringe when I say it, because, yeah, see, I can feel the cringe in there. So don't worry, I won't be saying it too much. But this series is going to be all about the stuff that Jesus said in response to his critics, the stuff that Jesus said in response to people called the Pharisees. How many know who, what the Pharisees are? Yeah, maybe, yeah. We'll come to that later. All right, and he said some pretty, at the time, pretty weird stuff, some pretty outlandish stuff, some stuff that might have gone against the grain. And we're gonna dig into that tonight um, and find out what that means for us and how we can apply it to our lives. Sound good? Sound good? Sound good? And cool? Okay, awkward. Not much response there, okay. Okay, have you ever questioned a rule in your life? Think about that. And it was like, every day, every day, bro. Uh, I can hear it, yeah. So I'll tell you a few stories, right? So when I was at school, I went to Hutton. Shout out Hutton Grammar. Um, no response again. We have to work on this, okay. Uh, I went to Hutton. And in summer, we have like backfields at Hutton. So you have to like cross the road and you go out to the backfield, right? And that's where you like go out, you have like fire club, play football or make daisy chains, whatever floats your boat, all right? When it's sunny, you want to be on the backfield, okay? So you go out in lunch, you get to the front of the queue, you pick up your stuff, and you get out on the, on the backfield. But there was a rule which I never understood and I could never get my head around, okay? And the rule was you can't take anything out of the dining room, as in food or drink, okay? Is that still the case now? Yeah. Ridiculous, right? But we had black blazers, okay? So... The main thing was a slush, okay? I used to take my panini and like snap it in half, put that in both my pockets, and then slush in the inside pocket, and it had a black straw so it blended in, and you just had to walk past the teacher and try and get it past, and then you're gone. And then even if they catch you, you just run, and then you, you're golden, right? So that was a rule that didn't make sense to me, okay? But when I find out the reason why that's a rule, and I'm sure you can all think of the reason why, is it like on a Friday at the end of term, when the field is just covered with like black slush straws and tinfoil from the uh, paninis and all that stuff, somebody got to pick that up, you know? So there's a reason behind that rule, even though at the time I was like, that's just madness, I just want to go out and play footy, okay? Another, another example of this, I'm talking about, there you go, rules versus reasons, okay? So it's so important that we see the reasons behind the rule rather than just the rule itself. And I'll talk a bit more about that in a minute, okay? Another rule when I was a kid, my mum would always say, like if we're on holiday or like going to the swimming baths or whatever, if you've eaten, you have to wait half an hour before you swim, all right? Have I spelled something wrong? 
No, okay, cool. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, so you have to wait 30 minutes before you swim. Okay, you've eaten, you have to wait. And I was like, why? I just want to go in the sea. I just want to bodyboard. Okay, anyone bodyboarding in these days? Nate? No, my voice, nice. All right, so that's all I wanted to do. And I didn't know why, all right? I soon found out why when I disobeyed my mum's rule and we went for some night bodyboarding after. I don't know what I'd eaten, but it must have been like sweet potato or like carrot mash or summer because I was in the ocean, took a wave, went under for a while, swallowed some seawater, came up and was just like, and then just, and like it all came out and these like four like orange splodge were just floating, like floating around and like my sister was like, we gotta get you to mum, like he's in trouble, like she was just like dramatic, whatever. But, and then people were like, oh, jellyfish. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but that's the reason why, okay? I experienced the reason why, all right? Sometimes we question why and then we find out and sometimes we experience why by doing it. Like when if your mum says, don't whack that beehive, if you do that, you're going to find out. And that's like sort of like a now you know moment. Like, no, I know. Okay, so rules sometimes don't make sense until we find out the reason. Agreed? Do you know what I'm saying with that? So, another question. Have you ever been around someone who takes rules so seriously? Like, way too seriously. You don't need to name any names. Like, I think of like family fun days and there's that like middle-aged like youth leader who's like taking the bouncy castle duties way too seriously. He's like, take your shoes off. You're not allowed on, you know, whatever. And it's like, just letting out their angry shoes over there. But um, I'm not scarred, it's all right. Um, but I think of like a guy, mainly on like American TV, I think of like the lifeguards at like a, um, a water park, okay? Think about these guys, all right? They're all about the word no. That's what I picture in my mind anyway, okay? And they're always like, no running, classic. That's, that's fair enough, no running, all right? No splashing, and always blowing the whistle, you know? Like, that's my whistle, all right? No splashing, no diving, no bombing, no eating in the pool, no peeing in the pool, standard. No, all these no, no, no's. Only one person on the slide at once, that's a classic. We always used to, if when we were ready to leave, like Splash World or wherever, We'd all go, all bomb down. Yeah, splash will. Right, we'd all bomb down the slide at once and then we'd all stop in the middle and just wait for ages. And we'd come out of the bottom, there was a guy there just like, get out. Like every time, right? So those people are so invested in those rules that they actually forget the reason why those rules are there. So the reasons for those rules is to keep us safe so that we can have fun. So the reason is fun, right? But because they're so no, 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 they actually get lost in the rules forget the reason and you're actually just having a rubbish time because of them okay so that's a couple of examples of how rules don't make sense until you find a reason and for when people take rules too seriously and they forget about that reason all right so just final on that one rules are important but if rules are important then the reason behind them are 10 times as, as much important and it makes it easier to follow. Just like if your mum's like, I keep saying mum, maybe I've just got a bossy mum, I think that's the case. Or if your dad says, look both ways before you cross the road, okay? There's a reason for that, isn't there? Yeah? So that you don't step out and get hit by traffic, all right? It makes it easier to follow when we know why, okay? So moving on, we're gonna turn to some scripture and it'll be on the screen, but if you have it, you could give the whole chapter a look. If you've got your Bible, we're looking at Matthew 12, and it's entitled Lord of the Sabbath. Real quick, 
The Sabbath is like the holy day and it's a day to have a complete rest, okay? This is back in the Bible, but it's still relevant today and it's still practiced today. The Sabbath is a complete day of rest when you forget about work, everything else, and you spend a day with God in total rest and harmony with God, thinking of things of God and trying to get back in sync with God, okay? And the Pharisees, a group of guys who are like religious leaders and they were like obsessed with the law and, and everything about that and they were like the pros of knowing what they're talking about, kind of like, kind of know-it-alls and like kind of let you know, know-it-alls and let you know, all right? So just paint that picture. So, I'll paint the other picture. The first scene is Jesus and his crew, his boys, his disciples, walking through the cornfields. And it says the disciples picked some ears of corn. I don't know when an ear of corn is, but let's just say they picked some corn, all right? Feeling hungry, a little bit munchy. I'll grab some corn, eat it, okay? Pharisees jump in and they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. So he says, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath, okay? So that's against the rules on the Sabbath. You don't do that, okay? If you call yourself a religious person of the Jewish law, you don't do that on the Sabbath. And Jesus comes back with a few answers that I'm not going to go into. We could do, but we've not got time, um, of reasons why it might be okay to do that, all right? But the first one I want to talk about is verse 6. Uh, and it says, it's up there. It says, I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known that, the, if you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Okay? So that's one of Jesus' responses, okay? Then, we'll come back to that. Then they keep on walking, doing the thing, transforming lives. You know how it is, okay? And then they enter the synagogue, okay? And a man with a shriveled hand. So a man with like a deformity on his hand is in there. And it says, and it says as the uh, Pharisees were looking for another reason to accuse Jesus, they want to trip him up. They're trying to make him look stupid. They're trying to prove that he's not the son of God, okay? He said to them, hold on. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So they kind of know that it's against the rules to, to be doing that, to be working, to be practicing that on the Sabbath. And they're asking that question to like, like I said, try and trip Jesus up, okay? You with me? Right, trying to trip Jesus up. Did he say not really or I'm with you? Say I'm with you. He said I'm with you, everybody. Okay, so he said, if any of you has a sheep and it falls into the pit of the Sabbath, it falls into the pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? And then he says, how much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Okay? This is Jesus' two responses. Side note, he then turns to the man, says, stretch out your hand. He stretched out his hand and it was healed. Amazing. Cheeky little bit at the end there. That's incredible. A miracle has happened. All right? So, and the Pharisees aren't happy and they went away and plotted how they might kill Jesus. All right? So, Let's break this down. When Jesus spoke, he pointed to the reasons behind the rules, okay? So the Pharisees are all about the rules, kind of like that water park person, forgetting about the reasons behind it, all about the rules and almost lost in them. And Jesus comes along and he points to the reasons why. He says, there's something greater here. I desire mercy over sacrifice. How much more value is a man than his sheep? And it's easy for us to fall into the trap of valuing rules 
over the reason behind the rules. And again, that's what the Pharisees did. They were so caught up in trying to appear holy and know their stuff and lord it over people that they actually neglected a chance to practice holiness or a chance to practice what life looking like God is. So to break it down, they were so busy with rules that they couldn't even just see the disciples were hungry. Okay, that's the first one. They couldn't even see that like there's a need here and rather than trying to meet that need, just as Jesus would, they're trying to lord it over them like, oh, that's not allowed, you can't do that. Okay, they were so concerned with religion that they missed a chance to show mercy. So they saw that they ate it and they went over and they decided to beat them over the head with a stick, so to speak, rather than saying like, oh, this is an opportunity. They've done something that we see as wrong, but my God is a God of mercy. And on this day, I'm trying to live like my God, so I'm going to forgive them. But they didn't do that, did they? They were so caught up by appearing righteous that they didn't even care that a man needed healing. That's crazy, isn't it? There's nowhere in there that it says the Pharisees recognized this guy who needed healing. They might have walked past him every day. On the Sabbath, I don't do that. I don't engage in that, which seems so backwards. That's like kind of like, like ignoring that guy because you're so committed to rituals and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like, I think of it as, if you're rushing to get to church every week, right? You're like, I go to church every single Sunday, 9.30, sometimes I stay for second service, but I'm on time because if I'm late, it's gonna look bad. People won't think I'm a good Christian. Okay, that's your attitude, all right? On the way to church, you're on the last minute. If you spend any more time, you're gonna, you're gonna be late, okay? You come across a homeless guy who's in pain and he's in need of prayer, okay? And you say, no, sorry, I've got to get to church. Like, do we see what's wrong in that, in that picture? That's what I see this as, and I feel like that's what Jesus is pointing to. It's like, there's nothing wrong with the rules. There's nothing wrong with wanting to get to church. But when we put the very thing we're trying to do in the way of, like, someone's crying out for help right here. Like, I wanna go and be with these people and be comfortable rather than actually doing what I'm called to do. And so Jesus provides clarity always. Jesus always provides clarity in the midst of confusion because we can get it confused sometimes. Like I've been told to leave a church because I've been wearing a hat before, right? And that's not like dissing churches or anything like that, but it's just like that's so crazy to us, isn't it? Because like we're in a church where that's okay, but some places it isn't, all right? And I've been with who knows who Kirk is, yeah? Legend, absolute legend. I've been in a place where he's been made feel uncomfortable because he's been singing too loud. He's worshiping with his everything and they're telling him to keep it down. Like we, we as humans, and that's not dissing those people because we can all get things confused and we can all get things wrong. Like, oh, you shouldn't be wearing that tonight. You should really think about what, you, you know, all these kind of things like you shouldn't be posting that picture during the week. We can be quick to point the finger. But Jesus always provides clarity when we get stuff confused. He's always been about relationships over rules. He's always been about people over problems. Always been about the heart over our reputation. Always been about love over judgment and mercy over sacrifice. It's just sometimes we, we don't see it. Sometimes we don't see him and sometimes we don't hear him. Just like the Pharisees. They didn't know it, but they're actually trying so hard to be godly that they couldn't even see like Jesus Christ was right in front of them. Like 
the way to be godly. They couldn't see him. They couldn't see him for what he really was because they were so committed to these rules and sacrifice and ritual. Do you understand that? They were faced with the answer, but they just couldn't grasp it. And so I know you're thinking, like, it's all well and good, but how does this apply to us? How does this apply to our lives? Christianity isn't and has never been about being religious, okay? It's never been about religious acts. And if that confuses you, you can ask that question during uh, small group time and we'll break that down because we've not got much time right now. But Christianity has never been about religious acts. It's about a relationship, okay? I want you to ask these questions to yourself now. Am I being driven by a love for God and for people? When I look at my life, if you, if you want to close your eyes, whatever you want to do, just think about this last week, the decisions you've made, the stuff you've done, the people you've hung out with, all this kind of stuff. Are you being driven by a love for God and for people? Or are you being driven by a need to appear righteous or appear good? Are you being driven by a relationship with Jesus or a relationship with just like moral rules? Like wear this, watch that, drink this, send that, like this. Just as if everyone could just close their eyes, I'm gonna wrap it up and then we'll go into some questions. Or actually, I could ask um, John and Jesse to just come up and just play through something, just play through oceans. You don't need to sing, just, just provide a bit of music, please, thank you. So some of us wonder in this place, if we all just close our eyes, I just wanna provide an opportunity and a platform to respond to what God's saying right now. So everyone around the room, just close your eyes. Let's be respectful of each other. I feel like some of us in this place wonder why we don't feel connected to Jesus. Some of us aren't feeling connected to him right now, no matter how hard we try to be good. I wanna encourage you to stop trying to follow the rules and just come as you are and commit to growing your relationship with Jesus. And if you're a person right now with every eye closed between you and God, if you're a person right now who is finding it really hard to feel God, to feel Jesus, just stick up your hand. If you're finding it really hard in your day to day to hear the voice of Jesus, to know that he's with you and you want that, just pop your hand up and write back down right now. Just give it a little bit more time. I feel like there's people to respond to this. Cool. I'm going to pray and then we're going to have the guys play some music. And if you just put your hand up, I want you to go and find a leader. I want you to pray it out with them. I want you to chat it out with them, okay? Let's use this as another time of prayer. So let's just pray over that. Father God, I pray for everyone in this room, Lord, and everyone who should be here but isn't for whatever reason, Lord. Wherever we are, look, God, I pray that if there's people who have any affiliation to this youth group, Lord God, that feel distant from you, that feel like they can't hear your voice, that feel like they're looking but they just can't see you. I pray that we would realize, Lord, that it's not a box to tick. This life with you isn't a magic pill that'll just fix us. It's not a one size fits all, Lord God. It's not get my ticket, I'm going to heaven and I can do what I want. 
Lord, you call us to a relationship with you. Help us realize that, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that we could step up right now and take the life that you've presented with us by the scruff of the neck, Lord God. I pray that we could know that there is more to come, Lord Jesus. There's always more with you, Father. And Lord, I pray you just reveal yourself to those who are struggling in this place. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So if we could just have the lights dimmed right down, just provide a place where we feel comfortable, just milling around and asking for prayer just for about two minutes. And then we'll go into some questions. So if everyone jump up to your feet, these guys are gonna just keep playing. If you put your hand up just then, or if you wanted to, but you maybe felt a bit scared or you felt like you couldn't, I would encourage you right now, go and find a leader right now. If you put your hand up, you know who you are. Go and find a leader, pray with them. If you didn't put your hand up, let's just get in groups and pray anyway. Is that okay? Yeah? Awesome, let's do that now, let's go.